Welcome to the pre-show. Welcome to the pre-show. So we are recording on March 30th, 2022, on a Wednesday, four days after the uh, Music World found out that Taylor Hawkins, drummer for the Foo Fighters, had passed. And uh, I think it was I think it was Saturday, Friday or Saturday night. I can't remember now. It's all a blur. It was definitely Saturday morning that we woke up to the news. So Friday night, then, yeah. You were Friday night, yes. I found out through Minaz. She texted me and said, "Hey, did you hear?" And I thought you're talking about somebody else, like a former, the original, the some guy who played one show. It could not have been Taylor. And um, yeah, it was it was shocking, just just shocking to me uh, to hear he was a ball of energy. He always had a smile on his face. Um, he was a, a great drummer, and I think it's fair to say uh, the best friend of Dave Grohl, as I understand. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and so I think, Greg, we have to let the cat out of the bag. I don't know if that's the right terminology to use. But for those who have been uh, listening to us, uh, at least for the past couple of years, mm-hmm. or just under the past couple of years, um, have might have heard us joke about um Matt Damon and, and us having our own Matt Damon and so anyone who is a a fan of uh late night talk shows especially the one hosted by Jimmy Kimmel will know that um he many times will say oh we don't have any more time for 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 Matt Damon to come on or they'll just go back and forth and just joke and I don't think ever Matt Damon was ever a proper guest on the show. No, I don't know. Maybe he has ben, I think Ben Affleck snuck Matt Damon <clears throat> in an oversized suit. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. At the Oscars. It was the post Oscars, if I'm not mistaken. So what this all has to do with Taylor Hawkins is in the summer of 2020. Can we say her name? I think we I can. Didn't. In my post, I just said an amazing. I think we can. I think we can. Um, we had the wonderful and hilarious and talented Sass Jordan uh, on on the show, and and we had just an amazing conversation. And she has worked with so many people. She's she's done stuff with Van Halen, and, and of course she shared the stage with the Foo Fighters. And in fact, many people now know that Taylor Hawkins was her drummer on uh, the tour for her album, Rat, which is an amazing album, um, which a another former guest of ours um, helped uh, uh, helped Sass Jordan uh, on, <clears throat> Stevie Salas. 
Excuse me. Um, anyways, uh, so Taylor Hawkins came in the, into the conversation and she spoke about him. And we just had a great chat with her that I just felt comfortable asking her if she could put us in touch with both Stevie and Taylor. So we got Stevie's email address. We've had Stevie on. Mm-hmm. And we got Taylor Hawkins' phone number. And we never did get Taylor on, but we spoke with uh, with Taylor. Um, I texted him. No, I called him, and I said, "This is Kareem. I got your name from your friend Sass. We have a show. We'd love to have you on." Uh, this was in June. Uh, and on Thursday, June 25th at 4.54 p.m., I received a text. And I'm going to show this for the people on YouTube. We'll see. Taylor Hawkins texted and said, hey, man, it's Taylor Hawkins. Sorry for the delay. And uh, went about texting him. He called me one Friday. It might have been the Friday after this because this was a Thursday. I think he might have called me the next day while I was making uh, fish and chips uh, on the stove and said he'd love to come on. He's not doing anything. Uh, and he just has, I think it was, he had something with his daughter. He had to, certain time of day, he had to pick up his daughter or drop his daughter somewhere. And uh, it's all a blur, but you shared on your Facebook post that. Um, we were about to get him for that following week, I think. Mm-hmm. You had to unfortunately go up to the Manitoulin mm-hmm. um, to put your uh, your dogs down. Mm-hmm. So he couldn't do it the next week, but he said he was open. And so began a back and not a back and forth, but Kareem leaving a voicemail every now and again or sending Taylor a, a text message. Um, and not that we ever thought, cause we would joke, we're, we're not going to get Taylor. He's just too big. He's just too busy. But, and, and so we never thought we'd ever get him, but it's, it's sad that it's sad for the world. It's sad for his family. It's sad for the Foo Fighters family. Obviously it's sad for us uh, because of the music, uh, the loss of, of music from him. Um, yeah. And, and so, that is our Taylor Hawkins story. And, and uh, for those of you who want to hear stories about Taylor Hawkins uh, from our guests, uh, please go check out the episode uh, where we spoke with Sass Jordan. She speaks about Taylor. And uh, listen to St- uh, Stevie Salas. Stevie Salas goes in depth about uh, how he found Taylor about the relationship. He considered him a brother, a little brother. Um, they last spoke at, was it the, it was at the Rock, Rock and Roll Hall, Hall of Fame. Fame. Inducted, yeah, well, yep. Where they got inducted. Um, and uh, I remember him saying, I love you, man. You know, they, they had, they had a little, I think they had a little bit of, not of a falling out, but, they had a disagreement, I, and Stevie says he thinks it got better. 
But uh, Stevie says, you know, just kissed him on his head and said, I love you. And, um, and, and goes into detail, in fact, about how, what that disagreement was about. So mm-hmm. um, maybe we'll release that. No pressure, Greg, as a, as a standalone. Maybe we can pull some of that out, but otherwise, please go listen to Stevie Salas and Sass Jordan. Uh, but Taylor Hawkins, uh, born February 17th, 1972, died March 25th, 2022. Gone too soon. Phenomenal drummer. Going to, we're all going to miss him. Well said. Well said. Hi, the following podcast is brought to you by Radical Road Brewery the best craft beer in the heart of Leslieville. Find them at 1177 Queen Street East. That's Radical Road Brewery. A couple more questions for you, Sass. Okay. Um, as, as I was doing my research, I, I came across, I, I must have watched like a dozen videos over the past couple of days of yours. And oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. My no, I love your music. <laughs> but I, I saw you on stage with the Foo Fighters mm-hmm. um, and Taylor Hawkins tells the story that yeah. he, he was in your band you had hired him to yeah. drum well, well, tell me about that yeah that back to what I was saying about being the perfect launching pad for many people's careers ah. <laughs> <laughs> Sass, and Sass Taylor, Jordan helped launch the Foo Fighters that's what we're oh, saying yeah. No, my name is Sass Jordan, maker of stars. Maker of stars. That's my real name. <laughs> and actually, it's, I'm, I'm actually good with that. I like that idea. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. Dave says, well, if it wasn't for Sass Jordan, yep. Taylor Hawkins wouldn't be in the Foo Fighters. And it's true. It's absolutely true. Um, Taylor, yeah, he was just this kid from Laguna Beach. And we were looking for a drummer. We, because Stevie was in my band at the time, and so he was like my right hand man. Mm-hmm. And we we were told about this guy, and he he drove <laughs> up from Laguna Beach in his battered old Toyota pickup, and came into came up to um, Stevie's house at the time, and we had this sort of like tin shed, corrugated tin shed outside the house where we all played and um, and rehearsed and stuff like that. And Taylor came and auditioned and he was shit. He was total shit. However, he had this, he had this vibe and this energy. And I, when I say he was shit, he just wasn't experienced is what sure. I mean. He, he wasn't shit. Obviously yeah, yeah. He's a tal- an incredibly talented kid guy i say kid he's like in his 40s to me always oh, a kid <laughs> <laughs> but any but anyways he was a delightful human being and he was he was reeking of charisma even then he was 22 years old okay and mm. uh and and i was like stevie we're fucking hiring him i don't care what you say and he goes no nah, i'm with you i agree i'll get i'll whip him into shape and that's how it started and he toured with me on the Rats album and on the very last show of the tour in Los Angeles my manager at the time Lisa said uh, I've got my friend Scott who's a manager has an artist who's about to go on tour and they need to find a band and they were wondering you know if if 
you minded if they, you know, maybe hired some of the people in your band because you're going on hiatus now. It was the end of my tour. Mm-hmm. And I was like, absolutely not. My, my band, I can't keep them on retainer. They, they need to work. So of sure. course they can go. Yeah, for sure. So they came to see us, this guy, Scott, and his artist, who, whose name goes down in history as Alanis Morissette. So it was a, again, that's how, so they hired uh, Taylor and Nick Lashley, who was my guitar player. They, they hired them for Alanis's band and she was, it was right at the beginning of Jagged Little Pill. Nobody had heard of her yet, except for in Canada. But I didn't live in Canada. None of us knew who the fuck it was. Like we had no, never heard of her at all. And um, next thing you know, old Jed's a millionaire. Yeah. And it went from there. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. He's also it. still one of my best friends in the world. So, you know, he's a, he's a, a genuine, authentic human being with a great deal of love and appreciation. And he never forgot uh, me. The, the first time, he went to Europe. It was the first time he was in a real band, a real working band. So I took him to Europe and all over North America, and he just, he never forgot it. And, I, and eventually, of course, Dave heard of him because he was in Alanis's band. It was a mm-hmm. huge, yeah. And that's, that's awesome. how life goes, kids. Yeah. That's cool. I told you we, we had a story to tell you. I, th- I think this is a great way to... Uh, to to end this off. So about a year and a half ago, uh, Greg and I going here. I'm going going there. Why not? (laughs) Okay. All right. So Stevie, a a year and a half ago, uh, Greg and I had a chance to chat with Sass. Yeah. Uh, Great, great conversation. One of our favorite episodes. Like we just, my, my wife, we were up in the Manitoba one time. My wife's like, I have not heard you laugh so much during a podcast recording. As when you were yeah. with Sass. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. And I, and I think we sang together as well on that okay. episode. I think one of her, it might have been one of her songs or something like that. Um, but anyway, so we're chatting. I hope it was one of my songs. It, it, well, it might have been. Yeah, it might have been one of the songs that you guys wrote together. Um, but anyways, you know, we had a great time. And I had never done this before. Um, but I asked her, I said, hey, listen, we've had a great time. Can you put me in touch? With so I asked for you your name. Uh, I sent you an email, but I probably mistyped it or whatever. But again, mm-hmm. a year and a half ago, uh, and she gave us the name of, and we're not going to say his name, uh, but the name of the drummer that that you introduced her to. We we call him we call him <laughs> Matt Damon because yeah. he's like our version of Matt Damon. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so he's texting back and forth. With the drummer that's on the very beginning or one of the beginning interviews on your movie. And he said, well, actually, I'll leave that to you. Sorry, go ahead. So I, I called him. <laughs> so, no, I, I texted him. You know who I'm talking to, right? So, yeah. So I, I texted him uh, and, and he calls me. And yeah. so I, I swear to you, I swear to you. He's a regular dude. Yeah. He's a regular dude. Yeah. So he called. Now we're in the middle of the pandemic. So, you know, Greg and I are assuming a for every time people are not doing anything. So he gives me a call. I said, Hey, and I'm freaking out because I'm making dinner. 
I run to the house, talk to him on the phone and on, on my patio. Uh, and I say, yeah, we'd love to have you on. And I don't know if he thought, you know, we'd love to have you on now that it was a radio guy. Um, he says, yeah, you'll talk whenever he's not doing much. He needs to go do something with his daughter. I think he said, and, um, I said, perfect. I'll call you tomorrow. Well, Stevie, a year and a half has passed. <laughs> and and Greg said, every time I go, Greg, should I should I call him again? Greg, forget it. Just just don't call him. Um, he doesn't. He won't answer. So yeah, so 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 I'm going to ask you this, and and whatever answer you give me is fine. We're not expecting, <laughs> but could you put in a, a word w- for us? And you say, know what? I didn't see we're nice guys. I saw him at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame the other night. I kissed him on the top of the head and gave him a big hug. We were both <laughs> That's the first time I've talked to him in quite a while. I had him playing the Anaba Solis album. But let me tell you, he got he got pissed off at me. Oh boy. Because him and I were talking, we were both pissed off that Dave Abergees got snubbed by the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and Pearl Jam wasn't insisting that he go in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame with Pearl Jam. And and Taylor said to me, Yeah, that's bullshit. And I go, It is bullshit. And I kind of feel like I raised Taylor. I feel like I raised Taylor, like my, my own half son, half little brother. And I knew what kind of a, this shit should have not sat with him, you know, and rock and roll people should see like, I'm not going to sit for this shit. But these days they're all like, Oh, I don't want to get, don't want to raise any, raise any, get any problems, you know? And I'm, I mean, when I grew up, every rock and roll guy created problems, you know, when problems need to be created. So something bad happened. It wasn't that bad actually, but so what happened was, there was a thing on my Facebook page and Taylor and I were talking and I'm talking months though. And, and all of a sudden it was like, I'm really pissed off about the fact that Pearl Jones not going to uh, letting Dave Abersees in the rock and roll fame. Cause David plays with me a lot. He's played with me for years and he's, he was the, he was the engine of Pearl Jam. Their biggest years was Dave Abersees. And I think this is shitty. It's not right. And uh, I was talking to Taylor and Taylor being a drummer and, and he, doesn't sit well with him either and and it said something like david david was gonna uh taylor was gonna talk to to grohl and and uh that's all it said and it was like some little write-up thing or something it wasn't even major but what happened was like eight months later when it's getting close to the rock and roll hall of fame somebody took that hall somebody took that thing on the um on the um whatchamacallit on the on the facebook post or instagram post or whatever it was and they um they um, took it and put it in a British magazine as big as life. And it said, Dave Grohl, the Foo Fighters are pissed off about Dave Abergees in the Hawk Roll Hall of Fame. Right. They did one of those things that writers do. Right. And Taylor calls me he's fucking a rehearsal with, with Grohl and he's pissed off. And I don't know what he's talking about. And he's kind of explains it to me. And I go, dude, that was that thing, you know, like eight or nine months ago. Remember we were on the phone and we were talking about that thing. Cause he goes, hey, you didn't give him that story, right? I go, of course not. He was like, oh, okay. But he was all like, shush, shush, shush. and then we just never spoke again. Uh, and I was a little uh, bit pissed because I think he, I think that David needed. Okay, let me tell you. Taylor gets the gig with Alanis Morissette. Okay, comes to my house and the first guy he tells. Okay, David got the gig with the Foo Fighters. He showed up in his pickup truck at my house in the Hollywood Hills. I'm one of the first guys he told. You know, me, me and Taylor got this thing like that. Right. So Taylor one day is on tour with Lannis Morissette. I think it's 1994, 95. I don't know what year it was. I don't know. And Dave Abergees is at my Hollywood Hills house and hanging out for a bunch of days. And we're recording tracks for a new color code album. And um, 
Kayla calls up from tour. Hey, what's going on? I go, I'm just hanging out, blah, blah, blah. I go, I go, Ambrosies is over here and uh, hanging out right now. And he goes, Dave Ambrosies, Dave because at this time, David Ambrosies was the most famous drummer in the world. Dave Ambrosies is there. Oh my God, you're kidding. I go, yeah, you want to say hi? He's washing dishes. Because he wouldn't <laughs> say hi. washing dishes in my sink. And so I give him the phone and Ambrosies being the cool guy is just like, hey, Taylor, what's going on, Dave? And Taylor was just like a little kid. Like, oh my God. Blah, 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 blah. You know, he's a fan. Like we all are fans. 